Welcome to the Empower Your English Learner podcast, where we explore research, instructional strategies, leadership practices, and community initiatives that move the needle for English learners in school systems around the country. If you are a teacher, a school-based administrator, a district leader, or anyone who wants to do more for this group of students, then we are your home. In these episodes, we will explore ways to actively engage English learners in learning in the classroom, how to empower them so that they can achieve at higher levels, and how to ensure that they're more engaged and connected in the school community. We look forward to going through some ideas with you in our upcoming episodes. My name is Sandra Blotner, a 26th veteran in the field of public education. And I wanted to spend some time with you continuing our conversation around how can we as change agents improve the learning and engagement for English learners. So with that today, I know we've talked about root cause analyses and collaboration. We've also gone in various episodes and talked about some of those best practices. Today, I'd like to highlight and elevate some of those practices that are making a difference for English learners in the context of the Common Core. And then I want to connect it to a practice that we've been working on in the district where we are connecting with leaders and teachers in schools to really improve teaching and learning in real time. And we've been doing that with instructional rounds. So with that said, I'd like to first frame for you when we talk about the common core, and I'm going to right now focus in on literacy. And we another time we could talk about math. But as I focus in on literacy, you need to know that there are some shifts that have happened from old standards for many of our districts to the new standards and what is so important that needs to happen for else. So let me highlight a couple of those for you. Then I want to connect it to what it means for an English language learner. And then I want to go back and really kind of talk about what it looks like in instruction. And then I want to link it to instruction rounds. So let's go back and start talking about the shifts for literacy. So when we talk about what those shifts are for literacy, it really comes down to the complexity of text. There were times with our curricula where we'd make sure we're doing lots of rich literature, but we weren't always making sure that there was enough complexity in the text. So that is a huge one. And what the Common Core has done is they've created a stairways, a gateway for students to move through the complexity of text as it relates to lecture levels and the complexity of text based on the quality, the quantity, and how language is being used. And so that's really, really important for students that they learn how to grapple with those texts. And that staircase of text complexity is being considered as teachers are planning for instruction because they need to be building students' ability to comprehend complex texts as they're engaging with them as they move through the grade levels. So that's a really big one, so complexity. Another big one is evidence. One of the big 
driving foci of the Common Core is students need to know how to read a text and then be able to make claims and then and then be able to go back into that text and cite evidence. They need to know how to unpack the text and analyze it effectively by annotating, by looking at connotations and denotations of what vocabulary means, learning how to trace that through a text to understand the way uh, an author um, created meaning um, and to convey their thinking and their thoughts and their message via the language they're using in the text. So really important that students know how to go back to the text, how to analyze it, how to develop well-defended claims, and how to look at clear evidence that support those claims. So that's another big one. So the first one, complexity. The second one, evidence. And then when we look at the really the big third shift is knowledge. So they need to also understand how to build their understanding of language and the content knowledge as it relates to content-rich fiction and nonfiction, right? And one of the things that you need to know when we get into the Common Core is they're really looking at that balance, right, between about 50% informational and 50% literacy, and that being so important. Hence, when you look and analyze the Common Core standards, what you need to understand is not only do they talk about literacy in the ELA context, the English language arts context, but they're talking about complexity in science and social studies and mathematics, because the truth is that literacy is needed in all of these different contexts. And it's so important that all teachers across the curricular understand what that literacy, those literacy skills are that need to be reinforced, as well as the academic language that needs to be taught. And when I think about it, I often think about that we think about the English language learners or English learners who are learning the language, but the truth is that all students are academic language learners. And so when we think about teaching that language, really understanding the vocabulary, understanding the complexity of sentences, the way grammatical structures are used in various content areas to understand the curriculum or understand the messages of authors, that is really, really important for students. So I wanted to frame that for you first. And as we think about it, I know that Diane Steyer-Fenner has done a lot working with um, the Common Core teams, right, the CCSSO, and really trying to understand what it means for English language learners, because for each of these shifts, there are some considerations. So let me just frame for you when we talk about these shifts, on what that means. So the first one is going to be really about balancing informational and literary text. Remember we talked about the text and what that needs to look like. So when the students are building their knowledge and they're, they're exposed to reading in various contexts, various types of genre and text, and they're applying strategies, the teacher needs to make sure that they are balancing informational and literary, that they're learning how to scaffold the informational text so students can understand it, and they're really learning through the text, right? They understand how to make those connections. So that's going to be really important for students as they grapple with the complexity of text, right? So as they we're balancing informational literary text, we really are thinking about that complexity. 
The other piece that we need to think about was um, looking at the staircase of complexity, right? So we talked about that as well and how important it is for our students to really have a deep understanding that as that text becomes more complex, they know how to read and reread. This is what our students are doing. They also understand how to tolerate certain frustrations and how to go back when they respond to a text dependent question and go back and find answers and learn how to annotate and write notes in the margins and so forth. The teachers need to feel comfortable with the fact that they must be making sure they're engaging the level of complexity for students. And some of um, Tim Shanahan's work, he talks about the fact that while they're, and this is something we've been doing for a while, where we do balanced literacy, we have a lot of guided reading text that are at um, lower proficiency level, but kind of based on the skills of the students. So we we have guided reading texts that range of the gamut, and a lot of time in our elementary schools has been spent teaching those texts. And then we have the expectation of what is expected for grade level, but the truth is that some of our students never even touch that grade level text other than it being read aloud to them. So Tim Hanahan, um, Shanahan talks about the importance of making sure that our students have access to that text. And the truth is that there are uh, several articles that have been done in studies that have shown that students that are exposed to the grade level text grow their language and literacy at higher levels than those who don't. So really important to keep that in mind teachers need to make sure that they're increasing the level of complexity of text, that they're spending more time on complex text with students, and that they know how to do scaffolds and strategies so students can access those texts. For English learners, it's really important that they get to have academic discussions with supports and scaffolds like language frames around the complex text. So that's going to be really important as well. It's also important that the teacher understands that students, when they're engaging with the complex text, they need to listen, speak, read, and write around that text. So it might be that they have to adjust the pacing slightly. They might have to chunk the number of the passages so that they're not dealing with as much text so they can really unpack it well. But it's really important that the students have the opportunity to engage with the text. Another thing that I found as in my classroom as a teacher and I've found as I've worked with um, our teachers, right, is that it's important that you understand that those text-dependent questions, there need to be questions that get at the vocabulary and the language structures that they're analyzing. So knowing how to tease apart the vocabulary and trace it through the text to understand the connotation and denotations of the vocabulary. And in addition to that, understanding what the grammatical structure, why did the, the author word it that way? Why did they use language that way? Why did they create that tone in the text, right? So really helping students make those connections. Another um, shift that, and again, we talked about this earlier, that needs to be considered is the fact that there needs to be that teaching of literacy across the disciplines. So students are building their content knowledge, they're learning how to handle primary resources and how to find evidence to support their claims. The teacher needs to make sure that they are slowing down in some of our 
social studies and science classrooms and making sure students have the time to be able to do the analysis that's necessary and to make sure that they're stopping so they can also summarize some of the learning that's happening. So that's going to be really important for our teachers across the curriculum to understand what that looks like. They also need to understand the importance of making sure that students know how to go into the text and cite evidence. So that is a really huge piece, understanding how to respond to text-dependent questions. So they're not just responding to a question based on what they know or something outside of the text, but they're responding to a question based on going back into the text and finding answers. And for many of our high-stakes assessments, we know that that is what is expected from our students. So I share that with you to really kind of frame the work around the analysis that needs to happen and the way our students need to grapple with um, the academic language. So with that in mind, one of the things that we've done, and this is kind of looking at the district level, so I would you can do it at two levels. So thinking about your role, if you're in a school, this could be something that you do when you're looking at whatever your instructional focus, let's say, your instructional focus is on improving the literacy skills of our English language learners so they can perform at higher levels on state mandated assessments and in the classroom. So if that is your focus, then you really need to kind of unpack where are the L's performing as it relates back to these core actions around that evidence, around the text complexity, around language and literacy across the curriculum. So you would need to think about how you analyze that. And that's essentially what we've done. So just to kind of give you a sense of what that looked like, we actually worked together with a group of stakeholders. And this, these are the ones who work with principals as well as the ones in the curriculum and we created an observation tool that included a focus on these core actions we then created um, and we like to use tools that are free and easy accessible so we use our google form to basically take those questions and the observations with our likert scales and put it into that form so that we were able to gather the data of how the students were doing and when we went in so once we developed that tool we got um, it, we shared it with the director level so they could see what it looked like. And then from there, we were able to use that tool. So we would, whenever we went into a school, we would never just go in and start doing things to a school. We would always make sure that we started with the administrators and the teacher leaders, whether resource teachers at the high school level or content specialists at the middle school level. And we would come together, look at what their instructional focus was, look at their school improvement plan, um, talk about, we would look at data together to really get a handle on where the areas of need were. And then based on that, we would plan out a schedule where we outline the schedule with them. So we make sure that we're not just going in by ourselves, but we we include the assistant principal who is over that department. We include the resource teacher or content specialist. And then we would have instructional specialists and supervisors come together. We would create a schedule where we're going into different classrooms using the same lens, the same tool to gather data about what we saw. We then would um, make sure that after we'd gone in, and usually we would have either a half a day what we're doing, going into multiple classrooms, 
maybe two basically in pairs going into different classrooms. And then at the very end of that half day block of time, if it was a large school, it might be a full day. We would then have a debriefing session with all of the teachers so that they understand, you know, what we saw. And we always started with the glows. And then we tried to make sure we were very strategic to maybe mention one or two grows so that that way that we weren't feeling like they weren't feeling hammered and they it felt like a partnership before we shared the glows and the grows however we get the teachers to be able to share what they um what they um notice what their context of the lessons the administrators and the the observer the observer the observing team would also share information and that was our way to really make sure that we were kind of capturing what we saw we would then summarize it after that debrief we would summarize the data and the nice thing about using a google form is it summarizes a lot of that data for you along with some clear um, observations of based on what we heard in the, uh, the debriefing meeting, and then we would share that back with the school. So that was the process that we used. And to make sure that we were able to touch multiple schools, we worked ahead of time with our resource teachers and content specialists to set up a schedule so that we were able to, over the course of a month or two, get into multiple schools because we wanted to make sure that we were doing this work collaboratively. And the goal of why we did it collaboratively was to make sure we were building the capacity of the administrators so that that way they were able to calibrate their lenses with us to know what they were looking for. Some of the patterns and trends that we saw is that sometimes there's a lot of talking at the students. And what we've learned is if that time in the classroom is spent with the teacher doing most of the work. That means the kids aren't doing most of the work and the kids aren't learning at the highest level possible. So we've really tried to work with teams to make sure that they're looking at how are we engaging our students in academic discourse? That's really important if we wanna see the gains happen. So hopefully as you listen to one, the foci of the Common Core, those core actions and how they need to connect, understanding that when you think about the Common Core and when you're trying to analyze and break it down, remembering it's about how are teachers balancing information and literary text. What are they doing around the knowledge of the discipline? So across the curriculum, in the science, in the social studies, in the ELA, in the math classroom, how are teachers making sure they are creating those conditions for students to be able to analyze the language and the literacy skills the, as they're approaching the text? So they're able to cite evidence from text and be able to, to make sure they're able to explain their thinking. Um, this staircase of complexity, are you seeing teachers increasing the level of complexity as they're moving from grade to grade, or are they keeping certain kids in low-level text and other kids in high-level text? Making sure that students understand and are able to engage with text-dependent um, or text-based answers, and they're responding to text-dependent um, questions, right? So that's going to be important. And students need to know how to write from various sources including primary sources, which is a perfect way to be able to do that in both the science and the social studies classroom, because students need to be able to analyze, synthesize, they need to be able to argue a point of view, they need to be able to articulate their conclusions. And the question I have for you when you're going and walking around in your classrooms is, are you seeing 
the students able to engage in that way? And are teachers creating the level of complexity in their task in the classroom, in the text that students are engaging with so that they're able to do that work? Last but not least, remember how important it is to make sure you're reinforcing language. As students are learning new vocabulary, they need to listen, speak, read, and write using that language so that they can demonstrate what they know. I hope this session was helpful for you today as you think about the way that one, you're able living truly to ensure that all students truly have access to the Common Core, including our English learners. And in addition to that, I hope that you'll also make sure that you put some practices in place as a change agent to really engage your leaders and the teachers in your schools and districts so that they understand what success looks like as it relates to implementing the Common Core standards and ensuring that all students have access. Well, I hope this was helpful for you. Until next time, be the change that you want to see in the world. Take care. Visit us at createsolutions.us and let us work with you to develop diverse learners and leaders so that they can become change agents in their fields of study and industry.